this is the Community Counter Podcast, Episode 1. Hey guys, thank you so much for choosing to listen to the very first episode of the Community Counter. Um, Before we jump in to what Joey has to say in his heart behind Upper Room, I wanted to say two really quick things. First of all, thank you so much to all of you who have said something um, or talked to me about the Community Counter Podcast. It has really encouraged me um, and it makes me happy to see that y'all are interested um, about what the community counter is about and you're also looking forward to this very first episode also i want to say something um, just about the sound quality there are certain portions where you can hear stuff in the background or you can hear me moving my notebook or something like that Um, and i was going to put music over it and i could put music over it um, but I did want y'all to feel like I was putting things in or taking things out um, when I wasn't. I wanted it to be real, and I just didn't want anyone to feel like I was editing too much. I did edit in one portion. We took a break in the middle of the podcast, and I did edit that portion out just because we were moving, and it wasn't anything interesting. I mean, we weren't talking. We were just taking a break for a second. Um, but I'm so excited to hear what y'all have to say and what you think about this very first episode so without further ado here it is the very first episode of the community counter podcast how's it going guys i'm here with joey what'd you say you are joey a co-leader a co-leader yeah yeah co-leader of upper room and i'm so excited to talk to you um about upper room and um, how it's grown. So let's let's get into it. Um, awesome. The first question are if you could just tell everyone really what is Upper Room and really the thoughts behind the name Upper Room and maybe some other co-leaders, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so essentially what Upper Room is, is we started as kind of like a Bible study, like right at the end of like quarantine here in Georgia. We started right at the end of quarantine as just like a little Bible study that met like consistently just to talk about God and like worship and like all that type of stuff. And we called ourselves Upper Room because there's this passage in the New Testament where the disciples meet in the Upper Room and they basically just take their worries. They take their their joy. They take every emotion they have to the Lord and they just lay it at his feet and they just completely like give it to him. And they it's just like a place where you can go to the Lord and and just have your quiet time with him essentially and so that's why we called the upper room was because that was the heart behind what we are is we wanted to be a place where people could go and like find community and find like people who will come beside them and um just help them cultivate an upper room in their lives and so like that's kind of where we started but since that like all took place about eight nine months ago um we have just really like shifted it in and we call ourselves a student-led ministry where students could come and and serve the Lord in ways that like they feel called to serve the Lord um, alongside other students who are just as passionate about God as they are. Right. So when you started, it was you, um, Annalie Armour. Was that it or was it Jonathan too? It was me and Annalie Armour. Nice. How was that? It was really good. Me and her. Well, so what happened was she called me out of the blue one day and was like, hey, Joey. And I was like, what's up, Annalie? And she was yeah. like, do you want to start a Bible study with me? 
And I was like, absolutely, man, I'm so down. And so it started as just me and her kind of like leading the Bible study, kind of like, like bouncing off each other when we spoke, which is really cool. I really liked that. Yeah. Um, so when we first, I say we, I didn't start it. When (laughs) you first started it with Anna Lee, we were at JJ Biello and it was, gosh, how many people do you think came when we were there? I think the first one we ever had was about 25 people. Yeah. Um, so for the community counter as a whole, it's all about, um, this is kind of a sidetrack, but about helping other people make a difference. Yeah. So when it was small like that and we were in the middle of a park, um, did you have any doubts or struggles or um, anything like that when it first started? Oh, yeah. Um, just in general, like when it first started, like there was like a small amount of people. Me and Annalie had like really big, big hopes for it. We had prayed about it and it was like 25 people and we were kind of wanting more people to show up. But, like, and, like, that was exactly where I was at. was, like, I didn't, I was, like, man, why are there not that many people here? Like, am I actually going to make a difference? Like, this is only 25 people. Like, who's actually going to learn anything from this? It's just, like, me, a 17-year-old kid, like, leading this Bible study with, like, an 18-year-old kid. Like, we can't really teach anyone anything. But, like, throughout this whole season, like, the Lord has shown me, first off, like, Joey, it's not about numbers, because if it was about numbers, then, like, you would have failed. <laughs> like, if it, mm-hmm, if it was right. about numbers, then, like, it would be stupid for me to even go into this and, like, do Upper Room, because, like, our our numbers are so fluctuating. They're so temporary. Um, but he, like, right. showed me, like, I should do it for the hearts of the people that show up and not for the, the looks of how many people are going to be there. And, like... That was just so mind blowing to me because, like, I I remember at the beginning, me and Annalie were talking. I'd be disheartened about like how few people, how many like people were there, and like, you know, it was like um, it was a weird time of like me being distraught about that. But like, let me tell you, the Lord showed up in that. Second, right, the whole you being young thing, like, and being and like dumb because I didn't really know anything. Like, <laughs> I was so new to like not new to my faith, but just like, I, I hadn't really taken it seriously yet. Um, and so just being, being like a teacher of sorts, like that was so disheartening, so scary to me because I was like, I don't know anything. I don't know anything more than these other students. Like every everyone here knows the exact same amount of Bible knowledge, but like, right. I, I just learned like, it doesn't matter what I know. Like, the Lord just like continually every week that I spoke, like would speak through me and I would get done Mm -hmm. after and people would be like, wow, Joey, that was so insightful. And I'd be like, sweet. I don't know what I said. Like what? (laughs) (laughs) And like, it would just consistently was like the Lord showing up and speaking through me and, and giving me the words to say and just shining through these broken pieces of me, I guess. And like just using my weakness to really showcase his own strength. Right. Um, so as it began to grow, the team obviously had to grow. And you started, you talked a little bit about, um, it's a student-led ministry. So can you talk a little bit about how it grew and how you um, got other students involved? Yeah. So, um, like, it was a student-led ministry, obviously. So we kind of, like, started on Instagram. Like, that's where it all kind of began, with like, trying to get people involved, trying to get, like, 
people to join us. Like we posted on Instagram pretty consistently. Um, Mm -hmm. And then from there, it just kind of traveled like word of mouth, I guess. Um, When someone would come, we'd be like, bring your friends. And then they would bring their friends. And then like at the end of every night, we'd be like, we want you guys to be involved. Like we want you guys to be able to serve wherever you want to serve. And then people came to us and they're like, I really feel like the Lord's calling me to worship. Like, can I lead worship sometime? And I'd be like, awesome. Yeah, let's do it. And someone would come to me and be like, hey, like, I really feel like the Lord's at, like calling me to speak. Like, could I speak sometime? See if I like it. And I was like, sure. Like, we just basically left our yes on the table. And whoever the Lord brought to us, like, we were not hesitant to say no. I mean, yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that was one of the things when it first started that I loved was after you or Anna Lee would speak, sometimes y'all spoke like y'all kind of bounced off each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but when y'all would speak, y'all would always open up the floor for other students and y'all still do open up the floor for like, you know, people to talk and it's not just um, y'all teaching to us. It's really a community. Yeah. That was like, one of the biggest things me and Annalie thought of when we first started was like, we didn't ever want it to just be me and Annalie like speaking at people or like just another place where you can come and hear someone preach or, or teach without any response. We want it to be like a community of people who are uplifting each other by sharing the struggles that they're going through by just being vulnerable, being raw. Like some of the biggest moments in upper room that I felt like have like been the biggest, like God moments have been when, when people have been open or like, I've been like, guys, I'm really struggling. Like I, I've had a tough week. Mm. Like this, this month has sucked. I've had doubts. There have been times I've woken up and I didn't, I, I didn't really believe in God. And like, I think that's where the Lord works. And so that's exactly where we, why we wanted to like have that there was cause we wanted to have a place where people could come and just like talk about what they're struggling with. And not only that, talk about their strengths, talk about what the Lord is like done in their life. The things that we could be, joyful about because the bible says like cry with one another yes but also laugh with one another like like that's such a huge part of our faith like i think so many christians think that that christian faith is about like just being serious all the time and and being with each other when the bad things happen but like there's such an awesome joy in in being with people when amazing things are happening and that was kind of the heart behind it so we wanted to be able to like rejoice with people cry with people mourn with people like that's what it was right um yeah it was incredible i loved it and still still do love it by the (laughs) way um so it started to grow um a little bit more people um, started to come we were still in the park and then we started to move towards the new school year Mm -hmm. which meant annalee had to leave for college yeah so what was that like, kind of the transition of her leaving and you um, taking a step up? It was really interesting. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was really scary for me, I know, because I was like, oh, my gosh, like, what is happening? Like, what are we going to do with this? Like, I because it was only supposed to be a summer Bible study. Like, it was not supposed to go past right. um, the summer. And so I like what had to pray, like, do I want to keep this going? Like, is this something that we should keep like, you know, moving? And I was also like, right. is this something I can do alone? But like right around the time of Annalie leaving, Jonathan Boyette, who is a co-leader now, asked us like, Hey, do you want me to do this social media for you guys? And I was like, sure. 
Like, that'd be awesome. So there was, like, a brief period mm-hmm. of time where it was me, Annalie, and Jonathan, like, all doing stuff. And then as Annalie kind of stepped out, Jonathan kind of stepped in more and took a lot of the responsibilities that Annalie had. And it, like, just made it ten times better. And it really just helped me. Because Jonathan, like, if you know me, you know that I'm, like, kind of everywhere. I'm super extroverted. Like, <laughs> I, I'm so bad at schedules. Like, oh, my gosh. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's bad. But... Jonathan and me like complement each other so well like Jonathan has so many strengths where I have like so many weaknesses and it's just like really awesome to see how the Lord did that for us because like if it was just me running up a room like we would have failed like fallen apart like 10 10 months ago like before we even started like (laughs) like yeah I could not have done this on my own Jonathan and Annalie have been such big helps and like Annalie didn't step out completely Annalie like still helps us out with so much stuff behind the scenes. Right. Which is so awesome to see. But yeah, the Lord just really provided in that. Cause I was going to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and so it started to grow and then eventually we moved inside, mm-hmm. um, inside the warehouse at first Baptist Woodstock. Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't we move inside because it was like, well, one time we almost moved inside because it was storming mm-hmm. and we weren't going to sit outside. Was that the reason we moved inside? Well, kind of. The reason we moved inside was because so many people kept complaining to me about ants. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm going to be honest. That was like the main reason that we decided to move inside. But it was also just like, obviously the rain. It was super unpredictable. And I just had like had a conversation with one of the interns, Josh Robertson, at uh, First Baptist Woodstock. Um, sh- shout, shout out, out Josh. Josh, if you're listening to this. <laughs> Thank you for giving me the plug. Um, he, I was talking to him and I was like, hey, like, I don't know how it got brought up, but he said you can use the warehouse if you guys want to. And so I was like, we might try that out. So we went there one week and it was a lot better. It was a lot like cooler. Not everyone was like sweating. Mm-hmm. There was no, there was no <laughs> yeah. ant bites and you can also just hear the worship better, which sounds so dumb, but like, it was a big part oh, yeah. of it. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's less distractions. Yeah, a lot less distractions. A lot less Boy Scouts. There was like an <laughs> odd amount of Boy Scouts that would show up at JJBLO. I don't know what it was. It was like a it was a gathering it. place. I'm telling you, <laughs> it was. There were always Boy Scouts. Um. So was it weird getting like another? ministry involved like was it weird asking josh to use the warehouse like because out before that it had just been like y'all um working and doing the bible study you didn't have to ask to use yeah. the park was it weird reaching out to get like somebody else's help outside of yeah upper? it definitely was but i think a lot of that was just me being prideful i'm gonna be honest like not wanting to ask yeah. for help not wanting to to accept the fact that like we needed a better spot than just like a random park. Um, but <laughs> yeah. the, the first part of Woodstock has been amazing. Like I like there, I've never like been frustrated with it or anything. Like, like they have let us use it. like so consistently. Like I'm so thankful for like the fact that we can like do upper room in there because like without it, we wouldn't have survived through winter. Like, right. Yeah. It's super cool. It's really awesome. Yeah. It is awesome. Um, what would you say? So I know when Annalie uh, went to college and she was still helping, but it was a little bit obviously different since she was at college. 
what would you say was the hardest point of um, leading Upper Room? Um, honestly, for me, the hardest point of leading Upper Room was that entire first semester. Like, that sounds, yeah. like, so weird, but, like, like, because that's when we were growing the most. That's when we were, like, kind of thriving, I guess. But, like, that entire first semester was me having to adjust to the fact that, like, I'm a leader now. I'm held to a different standard. Right. Like, and that sounds, like, so stupid and, like, so, like, like no, self-conceited. Yeah. But, like, people hold you to a different standard when you lead something. And not only that, it's, like, right. my personal walk with Christ was affecting the way that, like, the tone of upper room was. Like, that... It's just, like, the heart of, like, leadership is, like, leading yourself so you can lead others. And I didn't understand that. And so the first ha- like mm-hmm. first semester of Upper Room was just me being, like, oh, I'll I'll go on Sunday and I'll speak. But, like, the week, like, I don't have to be perfect. Like, we're not called. Obviously, I wasn't. I'm still not perfect. But, like, I just was not trying <laughs> to be, like, a good role model. And I made so many stupid mistakes of, like. I'm just going to do it like a Sunday, Sunday nights kind of deal. And then after Sunday night, like it's fine. Like I don't have to worry about it, Mm -hmm. but like that is not what leadership is. And I learned that very quickly because like I was doing it from my own strength. Like there are so many weeks where I went, like, I'm going to be honest. Like I went about four or five weeks without me reading my Bible once while leading up a room. And it was so Mm -hmm. obvious. Like there were so many weeks that I went there and I, I only read my Bible when I needed to speak. And and I went there and I spoke and, and it kind of flopped, which sounds stupid. But I was like, I I felt so dumb doing it because I was like, oh, my gosh, like, how am I supposed to lead this ministry when I'm not even leading my own spiritual walk? And I got burnt out really fast. Um, you can ask Jonathan and Anna Lee. I got super arrogant. I got super prideful. Um, I was super stubborn, like would not listen to anything. But like through that whole experience of leading up a room, kind of having to like learn the hard way, I guess, of like how to lead, like the Lord has taught me so, so much just like about leadership and what it means to be like consistently in the word and what it means to have a relationship with Christ. And like, if, if I hadn't have been a leader up a room, I'm going to be honest, I probably wouldn't have learned all that stuff, which is like super cool. Right. And it's sec- it like sucks that I have to like learn it the hard way, but still like, that was probably the hardest part of upper room probably for everyone mm-hmm. was just like the first semester of just trying to get adjusted to like, what is upper room? What are we doing? Like we've never led a ministry before. I mean, I haven't led a ministry before. Like I had no yeah. idea what was happening. I hadn't had any training. I was having to speak and I wasn't like, it was like a weird situation where I've, I'm not a pastor. Like I can't do any of this stuff, but people was expecting me to take on the role of like, a leader and like getting coffee consistently and pouring into people and like, and consistently pouring out when I had nothing in my cup because I was being lazy and not trying to like put effort into my own relationship with Christ. Right. Um, So you talked a little bit about pride and um, that first semester. And um, I think our biggest attendance, correct me if I'm wrong, was it at the amphitheater? Um, I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was at the amphitheater. It was 105 people, which is insane. Yeah, um, that is insane. That was a great night, too. Did you struggle um, with pride when that happened or? Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like that? Um, you know me. Me and you are pretty close. 
Um, (laughs) I'm like kind of like by nature. I think everyone by nature is like a prideful person. And there was like many times where I was like talking to my mom of all people, just like my mom, which just sounds weird. And I'd be like, mom, (laughs) we had 105 people. Wow. I must be doing something right. And she had to be like, Joey, you're not doing anything right. This is not you. And I was like, you're right. right. Like this wasn't me at all. Like, if it was me, we would be five people sitting in JJBLO in the pouring rain because I couldn't find uh, <laughs> a space to be in. Like, like it was just a consistent battle of me having to be, like, fighting the flesh. Because, like, everything in me wants to be, like, oh, my gosh, look how cool I am. Like, look at this thing I've done. Mm-hmm. But, like, it hasn't been me at all. And, like, I've experienced that over and over again because even when I was, like, a terrible leader, which I still not the best leader, obviously. <laughs> like you can ask anyone. I'm not the best leader ever. I'm probably not even up there in the good leader section. But like <laughs> even when I was a terrible leader and so weak in my faith and just like not trying to pursue after Christ, like even then Upper Room was thriving. So obviously it wasn't me. Like it obviously had something to do like with God and a lot, lot less like absolutely nothing to do with me. Um, and so that's just what I had to learn was like throw all these prideful thoughts that I was thinking and all this struggling with like my flesh and like all this stuff that was happening in my life. Like I just had to realize like this has absolutely nothing to do with Joey Martindale. Like I'm just lucky. Like I've had to like pray that consistently of like, Lord, thank you so much for choosing me. Like you could have chose someone so much more qualified than me. You could have chosen someone so much smarter, so much wiser, someone so much more humble. But instead, you chose someone who is broken, who struggles with pride, who struggles with his relationship with you to move in a way that, like, is so cool. And I was just had to, like, consistently be like, Lord, thank you so much for choosing me. Because, like, on paper, I look terrible. Like, like if this is a job interview and, and God interviewed, like, a bunch of people from Woods, First Baptist Woodstock, like, I would be the last choice. Like, I I am a, have never had that much leadership experience. I've never been taught in any biblical way. Like, there's nothing that sets me apart from anyone besides the fact that, like, I just, like, said yes. Right. So, you were talking about all that and about how you struggled with pride and one of the things I love about the upper room and I tried to carry over to the community counter is Mm -hmm. transparency. And I have always felt like um, you've been transparent with us. Even um, last night with upper room, you're talking about some of the things you were struggling with and it shows it was encouraging to me to see that even through upper room growing like you were still transparent you know and you have been transparent and even when we were in the park i I can remember um opening the floor for people like you would open the floor for people to speak and people would just be Mm -hmm. transparent and um just a little note that i was thinking about is i think personally great leaders are always transparent And when people start to hide stuff, it'll just kill them from the inside out, you know? Um, So that's, I just wanted to tell you one of the things I love about Upper Room is that it's always been transparent and incredible. Thank you so So. much, man. Yeah. Um, That's always been a huge part of Upper Room. 
um, I personally believe that, like, it's so easy to be a leader who fakes knowing what they're doing. Like, that's an easy thing. Like, it's easy to fake, like, having a good life. Like, I could so easily be like, yeah, my faith is awesome right now. Yeah, I'm doing so good. Yeah, I'm so humble. But, like, it's a lot harder to be a leader who is apparent, like, vulnerable and, like, transparent about what they're going through. And and that's why no one ever does it. Like, that's why you don't really see a lot of leaders who are like, I have no clue. What am I doing? I have no idea. Mm -hmm. Because people are mm-hmm. so concerned about their image that they lose sight of the fact that leaders were never supposed to be better. They're just supposed to be the ones who are like taking charge, I guess. Like no one ever said leaders had to be better right. than everyone. Like leaders are just people who like the Lord has chosen to like, to like lead. Like leaders weren't the, the people who were best actually in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Like Moses had a stutter. Like Moses was like struggling with speaking and like, uh, he was like the least per- like likely person to be a leader because like who wants a leader who can barely form a sentence like what <laughs> but like right. the lord still chose the weakest one because their weaknesses were so transparent and so like that's what i've like tried to right. feel like i've been i've tried to do that with upper room i don't know what that sentence was whatever i I've, I've tried to do that with upper <laughs> room okay. because like i want people to understand that they can be leaders also like there's nothing perfect or special about me because like I struggle with the exact same things everyone else does like last night I I like I had to be open about that because like it would be fake for me to go up in front of people and tell them that I wasn't struggling with doubts and told them that I wasn't struggling with like depression or other stuff and like there, there was stuff that I hadn't like if I were to go up there and, and proclaim the power of Christ but not proclaim my own weakness then that would just be fake like that would just be mm-hmm. the complete opposite of what the the gospel is about cuz the gospel is literally about the fact that like we were so weak that we couldn't even save ourselves so there was a god who had to send his only perfect son to die like a sinful death for us i mean the death of a sinner for us right and so like if if i were to be a leader who didn't like proclaim his own weakness and like show other people like how weak i am and how strong christ is then i would be doing the cross a disservice Right. And one of the things um, I think is I think that when Upper Room started to grow, I think that was one of the biggest things that like drew people in was that it was just real. Like it was all real and the worship was real. Mm. It wasn't like a show, you know, like when we first started, we're literally in a park and like sitting there worshiping not caring about what anyone else thinks like the boy scouts <laughs> over there looking at yeah. us like what are we doing you know but we're just transparent and i think a lot of people um are searching for transparency searching for people who they can be real to and people who will be real right back to them and i was sharing at upper room a little bit yeah. at one of our worship nights And one of the things I remember saying, and it really, it sounds odd, but it really hit me like when I said it, you know, like preaching Mm -hmm. to myself almost. And it was when we hide stuff, not only from other people, but I think a lot of us or some of us think that like we can hide stuff from God, you know, like, oh, he won't see that. But that's like 
that's not the case at all. He sees everything and he sees all that we've done. Like the woman at the well, he knew her past and he knew everything mm-hmm. about her, you know? And I feel like people just want that transparency and the genuine people yeah. in the genuine I ministry. Mean, that's like the biggest thing for me. Like whenever I like, I go to a church or like, even at first Baptist Woodstock, like that's what I look for is like people who are going to be real because like, I've always thought to myself, like God knows everything about me. So it'd be stupid for me to try to hide something from him. Like, like before we even speak or before we even like confess any sins that we have going on any doubts we have, like the Lord like already knows about them. Like even David, like the reason why David had so much like boldness to like write Psalms and anger towards God was because like, he knew that the Lord already knew he was mad. He all he was doing was just bottling up his emotions right. and trying to hide them from someone who is almighty, which is a prideful thing to do because you're putting yourself in a place that is higher than God at that point. And so like with Upper Room, like right. we never wanted that to be the case. Like we even with like Mac Duran, who is like our, our worship leader in Haven Newbold, like I've had like conversation with them that's been like, guys, like I, I don't want this to be a place where you have to come and fake. Like, if you're playing a song mm-hmm. and you feel like something in your life is applying to this song, like, please share it. If you have a Bible verse you think applies to the song, like, please share it. Like, I don't want this to be a place where you have to come and, like, put on a show because that's not what worship is about. Like, that's not what Upper Room is about. Like, we want to be a place where you can take the mask off. And, and that's definitely what we've been right. for me. Right. It's just, like, a place where I can come and be like, listen, guys, I'm really struggling this week. I really am am having a hard time this week. Like, please pray for me. Or like, this is what the Lord is showing me. And mm-hmm. like, that's what, that's what the Christian walk is about. Mm-hmm. Like we were never meant to be alone. We were always meant to have other people beside us. Like even in Proverbs, iron sharpens iron, like brother sharpens another. In Genesis, God says, it's not good for man to be alone. Like there's so many indicators pointing to the fact that we as Christians should not be doing this journey by ourselves. Right. No, no, no. Did you have something else to say? (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) Um, So this is kind of a very blunt question. I love that. (laughs) But when you have been um, co-leading up a room Mm -hmm. and just the whole journey, it's going to be blunt. Why why didn't you give up? Um, There are a lot of times where I wanted to. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, December specifically, there was a point in December where I was like, we're out for break. We didn't have up room for three weeks. And I thought to myself, man, this is nice. It would be so nice to not have Mm -hmm. to worry about upper room. It'd be so nice to like, not have to, to deal with the burden of like leadership. And honestly, if it was up to me, like I, I would have, I would have gave up. I'm going to be honest. But the only reason that I haven't is because I've mm-hmm. seen lives changed. Like, that sounds, like, arrogant, but, like, right. um, no, even in myself and, and the leaders and in, like, the friends that I have that come, like, I've seen the Lord move in so many ways. And it would be selfish and prideful for me to give up just because I'm tired. After I've seen the Lord move right. the way that he has, it would be selfish for me to say, no, I'm good. Like, I'm really burnt out. No, I'm good. Like I'm, I'm mm-hmm. this week. I'm tired. 
it would be selfish for me to say that and just stop what the Lord is doing. And obviously it wouldn't be stopped, but like, it's just like, that would be selfish to me. And like, not only that, this is something that I love doing. Like I, I can complain about it all day long and just like be like, Oh my gosh, I'm so tired. But at the end of the day, I wouldn't trade this for anything. Um, if, if right. you know me, yeah. you know, like I want to go into ministry when I'm older, like that's something that I've always wanted to do. But like, it became so real to me this year with upper room that you can be passionate about something and it still be a hard thing to do. You can be passionate about something and still be burnt mm-hmm. out on it. But, but being passionate about something means that even though you are burnt out on it, you're not going to give up. And I learned that my passion for God was right. so much stronger than my, my tiredness and my weakness. And I, I learned that like when right. I was tired and weak, that's when the Lord worked the most. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's good. Um, what do you think has been one of the biggest blessings throughout Upper Room or one of the things that uh, helped hmm. you the most? I think, hmm, so, hmm. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, <laughs> one of the biggest things that has, like, been, like, a huge blessing for Upper Room was, like, it kind of gave me the chance to meet new people and like specifically like meet people who are older than me and wiser than me that can like pour into me consistently. Like Ben B for instance, like the reason <laughs> shout out, shout out Ben. Uh, shout out Ben. Listening. Sorry. He, he wouldn't listen to this. He would be like, Oh, Joey, <laughs> I hear him talk so much. Like absolutely not. <laughs> no. Um, ben, for example, like I kind of met him like kind of because of upper room like one of our first conversations about upper room kind of but like throughout upper room like i i've gotten to like ask him some questions since he's like kind of a ministry like he's an intern i've have got to like talk to him about my my problems and like get poured into and like and just have like deeper connections with people because of it um and like that's been the biggest blessing to me like also with jonathan boyette like me and him like are so close now he's one of my best friends and like i would have never like really have this deep of a friendship with him besides upper room. Like if it hadn't have been for upper room, like I would never have like had this deep of a friendship with him. And like Timmy Newby, like all these other leaders that like are in my life, Mac, like I wouldn't have had the friendships that I have around me if, if I hadn't of like, if we hadn't started upper room, because like we wouldn't have had this like place where mm-hmm. believers can come and just talk about Christ and like form deep friendships that are based around the only thing that will stand forever which is christ right um yeah i i've definitely felt that too with meeting new people and really getting to engage with them and it has been like great friendships that have come out of it and i've seen so many other people who have benefited i think benefit is that a word benefited Benefited? yeah that's benefited Yeah, um, from <laughs> from you're good from upper room and like the people they meet there, um, and so one of my last questions is, what would you say to someone who wants to bring their peers together through a Bible study and wants to do something like upper room? Mm, um, I have a lot. What would say. you say? This might be long. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> go ahead. You're the, good. Go for the it. The biggest thing is you just can't care about what other people think. Um, 
when I started Upper Rim, that was the only thing I cared about. Was like, oh no, if I start Upper Rim, people are going to see me as the Christian guy. People are going to see me as that one guy who's just like, only talks about his faith. Like, oh no, like I'm going to have that that reputation of like homeschool sheltered Christian boy. But like, but like that's right. like if that would have stopped me from doing Upper Rim, that would have been stupid. Like, the devil likes to use that stuff. The devil likes to pick at your weaknesses and be like, look, Joey, like you're, you're going to be looked at this way, Joey. Um, you're, you're not strong enough, Joey. Oh, Joey, you're tired. Like you should quit. Oh, Joey, like, look at, look at these places that you're failing. Don't do it. Um, but throughout upper room, like I've just learned that like my weaknesses, like point people towards Christ. Um, so like people who are wanting to start this where they're at, like just stop caring about like your weaknesses. Stop caring about what people are going to see in you if you do this. Like stop, stop thinking about other people because the only person that matters at the end of the day is Christ. Like the only opinion that will last forever that will like stand for all eternity is is Christ's. So if you really want to do this and you really feel like the Lord has placed this on your heart, then like do it. Like just say yes. Like that's like one of the biggest things for me is like. The, the beginning of the church was just Jesus, like, coming to his disciples and his disciples saying, yes, like, I'll follow you. Like, all the Lord is requiring from you is for you to, to say yeah to his calling. And when you say yes, he'll lay everything out. Like, you don't need to be worried about, like, how how am I going to do this? Like, where am I going to do this? What people am I going to have in this? Like, what leaders? Because, like, I was worried about that, too. But, like, it just all kind of came in line, like, we started and I was like, oh my gosh, we need a worship person. Mac shows up. Oh my gosh, we need another worship person. Like everyone loves worship. Haven shows up. Oh my gosh, we need someone to do the social media. Ansley shows up. Like consistently, every single time there was a need, the Lord provided a way. And, and so like, don't be worried about like what you mm-hmm. need because like all you need to do is say yes. Like that's just been the biggest thing for me. Another thing is, you you have to learn how to accept criticism. Like, that's something that I've learned throughout Upper Room is, like, being a leader means you kind of have a target on your back. People are going to look at you. People are going to see everything you do. Right. And you're held to a higher standard. Like, that's just how leaders are. And so when you're a leader, you can't be prideful enough to be like, no, I'm not going to take criticism. And you have to be able to take criticism all. And I've learned that the hard way multiple times. Like, there have been so many occasions where I've, like, had criticism and I've taken it the wrong way and I've acted poorly and it has reflected poorly on the ministry. And, and so, like, as a leader, we are required right. to, like, be able to accept criticism and not only accept criticism, but pick out whose criticism you want to listen to. Because there's a lot of people that want to be, like, adding input into things that like they shouldn't add input into like they don't have any say in it but like when you can accept criticism and also see that like see where you need to get the criticism from it will just like help you so so much but yeah i think the biggest thing that i would say to someone who's wanting to like start an upper room or like a a bible study or, or whatever where they're at is just just put your yes on the table and like honestly the lord will will do the rest like don't worry about if you're you have no idea like how to teach. Don't worry if you cannot sing, like don't worry about any of that because like 
if I was to worry about that, upper room wouldn't be a thing. And I wouldn't have half the friends I have now. And I wouldn't be able to, like, be as close to the Lord as I am now. And I wouldn't be on this podcast right now. I wouldn't probably be friend that close with you, Graham. Like, just just say yes. Like, seriously. Yeah. Like, that's all you need to do. Right. For sure. Um. So, now <laughs> is the kind of fun part. Um. Your little little plug portion. Um, where can people find Upper Room? When is Upper Room? Um, <laughs> plug. Stuff like that. Just plug. Plug people. Awesome. Plug the leaders. Okay, so plug it you all. can find Just... Upper Room on Instagram at the underscore you underscore R. Please don't make fun of that. People make fun of it all the time. I made it. <laughs> Please don't flame it. Like I, I don't made flame the, it. Like, URL. URL. The at. I I made the at like please don't make fun of it <laughs> at the underscore u underscore yes. r you'll find us there we have a pretty sick Instagram Ansley Walker does all of our Instagram stuff with Jonathan Danny sometimes Danny Samsory and um, Graham and Graham the guy speaking if you guys don't know who Graham is please just like yeah. try harder <laughs> Graham and <laughs> Danny Samsory yeah. are prayer leaders Ansley Walker is our social leader. We have Mary Gordon. We have Zoe Trent, Ivy Odom. We have Mac Duran, Haven Newbold. Oh, man, I'm going to forget someone and they're going to get offended. Annalie, Jonathan. Annalie. Um, oh, my gosh. Why am I forgetting this? I'm s- <laughs> yeah, all the other And all the other leaders. great leaders. Um, <laughs> I'm literally looking. No, no, no. You have. I you have. Like I I'm, like, you in a bad I'm like looking now. up who the leaders are as we speak. So we have Annalie, me, Jonathan, <laughs> Ansley, Danny, you, Mac, Haven, Zoe, Mary, Ivy. That's it. I'm, I'm just, if I miss you, your listeners, please okay. don't kill me. I'm so sorry. I, I'm a terrible leader. You guys know this. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Well, um, anyone else? Uh, Pa- Pastor, Josh, Pastor Josh, thank you, Josh. <laughs> You're the best. Thank you for letting us use the space. Thank you for pouring into us yeah. consistently. Ben, thank you for talking to me and not getting annoyed with me. Um, I'm a pretty annoying person. Um, <laughs> and he's been pretty consistent. That's kind of impressive. Um, other people... Oh, we have a website, too. It's called... It's upperroom.me. Uh, that's a website. Yeah. We have a blog. Um, we post on there every single week. Oh, we have a post blog today. Uh, <laughs> 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 a vlog. There will be a vlog up. Oh, a vlog. I was like, bruh. A blog. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine an upper like, vlog? <laughs> I should start an upper YouTube channel. And it's just like it. me speaking. People get so annoyed, they would block it. Um, <laughs> I think that's, that's all. Plug. Oh, 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 oh. You think that's oh. it? We meet right. Sunday nights at 6 p.m. At at the FBCW warehouse. Where? If you want the address, it's probably somewhere on the website, or it's also probably somewhere on the Instagram. You can also DM us for it. Yeah. It's also The internet is a good internet. place to um, find it. Um, yeah. <laughs> my own personal at on Instagram yeah. is Martindale Joey. Feel free to hit me up. Please, if you don't want to follow me, don't. Like, I know, I understand. <laughs> I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't follow me either. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on. I have definitely loved Uproom since day one when we when we were in the park. And, and the it was so us. hot yeah, in the well, park. But I time. loved it. <laughs> but I loved it so much. And thank you for your leadership at Uproom. And definitely for saying yes to this podcast. And I'll talk to you later. Okay, guys, that is the end of the very first podcast of the Community Counter. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, Thank you again for the encouragement and just all that you have said, all the very nice things that you have said about how you're looking forward to it. Um, It has really encouraged me and meant so much to me that y'all are listening and that y'all um, are really looking forward to this first episode. Um, I want to say a couple things besides that before I finish, just because it's the first episode and so many people have helped me launch this first episode. Um, first is thank you to Joey for being on the um, podcast. It really meant a lot for him to say yes. Um, so thank you, Joey, for that. Thank you, Jonathan Boyette, for the help. Um, just the brainstorming. Um, And Joey also helped me brainstorm just the name and the thoughts behind the whole podcast. Um, Thank you to Cole Johnson, my brother, for help with the brainstorming also about the name and just what the community counter was going to be about. Um, Thank you so much to my grandfather, David Coles. Um, He has helped me a lot on the technical side of things with the microphone and just recording and all the tech stuff he is incredible at um so thank you granddaddy for all of that thank you to sydney my girlfriend um thank you so much sydney for the help and the encouragement thank you for the help with the graphic design you are so talented in graphic design um little plug if you want to find sydney's stuff she's on instagram she does photography she's super good at it way better than i could ever be at photography um But besides that, just thank you guys. If you want to support us in any way, um, you can find us on Instagram. Definitely make sure and follow us on Instagram. And we're also on Twitter. That's where all of our announcements and stuff like that will be. And make sure and leave a review on Apple or Spotify or Cast App or wherever you listen to. Make sure and leave a review and make sure and subscribe so you can get notifications you could definitely turn the notifications off because I know I get enough notifications and sometimes I turn them off. But if you subscribe, it'll always be like on your homepage and you can see when we have a brand new episode coming out. So I'm so excited for the episodes coming up and the people who are going to be on the community counter. So with that, the community counter is closed and we'll see you next time.